this morning, St. Matthews. Declare that. Yes. Come on, let it saturate you. Saturate your mind, your body, your soul this morning. Worship. Worship. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. Worship. Just worship. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Worship. In the balcony. Come on, worship. Yes. How many know he's awesome? Come on. Worship. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to the house of Lord Jesus Christ. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we'll have our invocation by Reverend Michael Poole. <laughs> 
Let us pray. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, we come before you just to say thank you, Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you, to worship the name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for just saving us. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you watched over us and you kept us through the night. But Lord, we ask that right now that you allow us to come into this worship service and worship you like we've never done before. We worship you in spirit and in truth. We also, Lord, ask that you would just bless each and every person under the sound of my voice, that you would just encourage their hearts right now, and that you would open up their hearts and their minds to hear a word from heaven. But Lord, we also ask that you would bless the man of God that's going to bring your word. We ask that you would just touch our pastor, encourage his heart, just strengthen him and edify him. We thank you for him, Lord. We thank you for the man of God that you sent to lead us. We thank you, Lord, and we just ask that you would continue to bless us, continue to keep us. We love you, and we praise you. In your son Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we all stand for the doxology? This morning will be hymn 47. Um, we gather together, we will be singing the first, second, and third verses. Amen.
Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. That's Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. And it reads, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Church, say amen. amen. Let's stand on our feet. This is the day that the Lord hath made... And we will rejoice and be glad in it. We come to lift up the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, then I'll draw men unto me. Let's praise the name of Jesus. Let's exalt the name of Jesus. Let's magnify the name of Jesus. Come
seated. We will not circulate in fellowship. Obviously, we have a program today and a lot to do. We thank God for you. Thank God for our dignitaries, our distinguished dignitaries in which, amen, we thank God for you. Thank God for all of you being here and our law enforcement people will address that momentarily. Thank God for the people who came via the bus. And, and, and let me, let me uh, amen, let me, let me state this for our visitors. Every second Sunday, we send our buses out to Atlantic City, South Jersey, Philadelphia, Delaware to pick up people from all walk of, walks of life, whether it's shelters or neighborhoods that, that see us on TV, hear us on radio, want to come to church, and we give them the word, we feed them, we give them literature, and we put them back on the bus and take them right back home, and we do it every second Sunday, and I want to thank the Lord for the ministry that the Lord has placed. Amen? So here's what I want to do. Praise the Lord. I want to recognize all of our great visitors. Those of you from Atlantic City, will you stand? Wow. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. You may be seated. Those of you from North Philadelphia, will you stand? All right. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you. South Philadelphia, will you stand? Yeah. All right. West Philadelphia, will you stand? Amen. Praise the Lord. Center City or Northeast? All right. Is, is there any section I did not call? Any section I did not call? Because sometimes we got New York thrown in there and Delaware. Okay. We welcome and we greet you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to turn this back in the hands of Reverend Jackson, who will uh, uh, move on to our appreciation ceremony. And I am just thrilled, chilled, and filled to be here this morning. The Lord is good. Reverend Jackson. At this time, I'm going to ask all to stand and receive the New Jersey State Police Color Guard. Please stand. Please remain standing after we repeat the pledge or recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, 
one nation under God, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please be seated. stand please. Thank you.
at this time, let's give the New Jersey State Police another hand clap. Amen. At this time, we want to recognize our dignitaries and departments in attendance. Senator Fred Madden, we ask that you would just stand and remain standing, please. Senator Fred Madden. <laughs> Assemblywoman Gabriella Mosquera. Mayor Michael Gabrinelli, Monroe Township. <laughs> Attorney Robert Wiltsey. <laughs> Attorney Mr. Tom Groshens and Associate. Retired New Jersey State Police Mayor, Mrs. Wendy Galloway. Is she here? Let's give her a hand clap. <laughs> Mayor Frank Minor, Logan Township. <laughs> Mayor Barbara Wallace, Washington Township. Deputy Mayor Marie Lawrence, Winslow Township. And Committee Woman Evelyn Leverette. The New Jersey State Police, please stand. Captain John McQuinn, Monroe Township Police Department. All local police officers, please stand. All security personnel, please stand. All fire and emergency service personnel, please stand. <laughs> Servicemen, women, both active veterans, please stand when you branch a military call. And the military branches that are standing now represent the Air Force, the Army, the Coast Guard, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Military Reserves, National Guards, ROTC, and Civil Air Patrol. Amen.
You may be seated. We thank you. And now let's give our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for a hand clap for making this possible. First point of clarity, I am by no means the Lord Jesus Christ, but <laughs> thank God for all of you. Truly God is an awesome God. And, and I want to, I want to, I want to thank our, uh, my pastoral chief Kay Medley for putting much of this together. Uh, I want to also thank, amen. Um, I want to Thank God for our dignitaries, and we, all of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, now, uh, if you are um, wanted by the police, <laughs> just put your head down and praise the Lord. We, we'll try to make sure you don't get locked up today, but the Lord, the Lord is good, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to do something, and I want to do it as expeditiously as possible. I am I am a veteran of seven years during the Vietnam era, 68 to 74. I want to thank God for our nation, yeah. our country. I want to thank God for our citizenship. I want to thank God for all of our dignitaries, law enforcement people. Amen. America is still the greatest country in the world. Amen. 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 And we thank God for it. Now, uh, I'm going to ask at the end of the reading of um, letters that we have received on behalf of Congressman uh, Robert Andrews and um, uh, Frank, Senator Frank Lautenberg, um, letters will be read to you, and then I'm going to ask my dear friend, Senator Madden, to come up and speak on behalf of all the dignitaries, and um, with, with, with just timely remarks, and I want to just thank the Lord again for all of you. You know, here at St. Matthew's, it is, in, it is imperative that there is partnership between community and Christ. Can I get a witness? And our objective is to serve. We serve people. We serve community. And uh, we first serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then we serve one another. Amen? And we have a community center in the back that has a swimming pool and tennis courts and weight rooms and workout aerobics. And, and there are close to 500 community people who come in every day, senior citizens and the like, who work out, they have memberships, they love it here, and we thank God for them. Amen? And we, we, we need to be very appreciative, amen, of the fact that God has used St. Matthew's to reach hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, via TV and radio in the tri-state area. We televise in five states every Sunday night. And I want you to know that we count it a joy. Uh, we count it a privilege to come before people with the unadulterated word of God. 
Amen. So I'm going to ask Kim Spencer, who's a lovely, lovely wife of one of our state troopers, Dan Spencer, and she's going to, on behalf of the pastor, plus she's the face of perfect peace. You'll see her on TV when the broadcast comes on at night, and she's going to read uh, letters from Senator Lautenberg and Congressman Andrews. Thank you. Giving honor to God and to my pastor and the clergy of St. Matthews, to our distinguished guests and honorable mention folks. Oh, it's so lovely to see you. Thank God for you. Uh, this I have before me is Congressional Proclamation uh, from Honorable Robert E. Andrews, United States House of Representatives, 1st District of New Jersey, and it reads as follows. Whereas the 1st Congressional District of the great state of New Jersey honors Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Senior Pastor of St. Matthews Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey, and whereas on May 20th, 2012, the Congregation of St. Matthews Baptist Church will recognize several local officials, including law enforcement, military, veterans, fire and emergency personnel, and politicians and a host of other public servants for their continued dedication and personal sacrifice to our communities. And whereas St. Matthews Baptist Church is thankful for belonging to a country that highlights our freedom and right of fellowship as citizens, and whereas St. Matthew's Baptist Church has been under the dynamic leadership and direction of Dr. Raymond M. Gordon for over 25 years, having devoted his life not only to his wife Diane and children Raymond, Diamond, and Rachel, but to the community through the St. Matthew's Community Development Corporation and by honoring public servants in the community. Now therefore, be it known that the undersigned member of the United States Congress, the Honorable Robert E. Andrews of the 1st Conditional District of New Jersey, hereby honors Dr. Raymond M. Gordon and the members of St. Matthew's Baptist Church for their appreciation to the public servants of New Jersey. Amen. And here also from the United States Senate, from uh, Senator Frank Lautenberg, it reads as follows. Dear friends, thank you for the invitation to join St. Matthew's Baptist Church at the 2012 Public Servants Appreciation Day service. It was my pleasure to extend my warmest congratulations to the politicians, veterans, military personnel, and law enforcement officers, fire department, and emergency service personnel who will be recognized for their unwavering commitment to the citizens of New Jersey. I am honored to join you in acknowledging the service of the men and women being honored. The dedication and commitment of these individuals have left a lasting impact on this community. I appreciate the continued commitment your congregation has to recognizing all public servants. Once again, I commend St. Matthew's Baptist Church for opening its doors to the community and offer my best wishes for an enjoyable service. Sincerely, Frank Lautenberg. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Church, say amen. amen. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. I'd like to call up um, at this time my dear friend, uh, Senator Madden, and is Mayor Gavinelli in? He's not in yet. Bless you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask Senator Madden to come and speak on behalf of our uh, dignitaries, and he's no stranger to this church, and he's no stranger to the Lord either. Amen? Amen. Come on up, sir. 
Church, say amen. to tell you, I said to Patty, we were out late last night on a couple of different events, didn't get much sleep because we were actually babysitting a couple of our grandchildren also. Well, I said, well, we're going to wake up real good about 10:15 when we get into St. Matthew's, and we are wide awake now. Thank you. To my very, very good friend, Pastor Gordon, you've done it again. Pastor, from those days in southwest Philadelphia, as a teenager in those years you moved on and raised your hand and took an oath within the Army during a, one of the most trying times of our country during the Vietnam War. It was during those early days that you saw a vision, a vision and a need in the American people. It is during that time, clearly, that you understood, with God at our side, we will overcome all. When you opened up today's service with hymn 47, it could be no perfect. If you think about it, with God as our side, we'll never fail. We will achieve divinity, and we will conquer all. Every year, every year that I've been in the Senate, I've had the proud opportunity to be invited and accept the honor of sharing a service at St. Matthew's Baptist Church on behalf of something I firmly believe in, public service. You recognize and acknowledge individuals who day in and day out think, eat, and drink public service. These individuals, police officers, firefighters, and EMS personnel have all taken an oath and at any given time, 24 hours a day, are there for your call. Their families understand the meaning of sacrifice. Now, so proudly, the military veterans within the congregation today stood, held their chest high, and were recognized also. Let us not forget the families who are currently living and going to church service without their father with them today, for he is on foreign soil protecting us. Let us remember those families, and let us remember those individuals. In the wake, Pastor, of coming off Armed Forces Day, you recognize the sacrifices of all military personnel. And so proudly, next weekend, St. Matthews will recognize another special core set of American heroes, those who have laid down their lives and never came back from war. In memory, we will stand strong as a nation. We will pray, we will recite him, and we will ensure those families and all Americans that we will never forget the sacrifices so dear those families have laid down. When we open up the service today, Pastor, I thought it was a very profound statement. There is nothing prouder than to have an organization from where I once came, the New Jersey State Police, present the colors of this proud country, the United States of America. For you see, those three colors stand for significant measures, both in our personal life and the personalities of our country. You understand that red stands for courage both individual and as a nation. But within the halls of St. Matthew's, courage stands for the strength to step up, admit your shortcomings, embrace God's will, and move on to a greater level.
Now, Pastor, we also know that white in that flag stands for hope, so proudly professed by Dr. Martin Luther King, who simply said that faith and hope go together. And we know that faith is when you take the first step, even though you can't see the entire staircase. And lastly, blue, so royal and so brilliant, stands for loyalty. Loyalty to each other and loyalty to faith of God. That standing as one nation, one nation under God, we trust. Pastor Gordon, under your leadership, St. Matthew's has grown immeasurably. The lives you consistently change and the guests that you bring in week to week are second to none. I am so proud of you and your pastoral leadership. I want to thank you on behalf of all public servants for your belief in us and for your continued prayers, even though it's not once every year that we get together. We will continue to know that if we work together, we will continue to strive to do good things for all people. May God bless you, Pastor, the entire ministry at St. Matthew's Baptist Church. So, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you, on behalf of my colleagues, both in elected office and policing, the military, firefighters, EMS, and all public servants across the board, we wish you safety. We wish your children a great education. Please allow us to extend an arm to invite you into our service sometime in your future if you need us. May God bless you in the year 2012. And lastly, Pastor, I'd like to just say thank you for a tremendous seat, for I'm sitting beside one of the most distinguished individuals I've had the opportunity to meet, and that is the great Dr. Louise Williams Bishop. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to ask, and, and this wasn't uh, planned, but I, 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 I feel compelled, strongly compelled, to ask um, the mayor of Logan Township, my friend Frank Miner, uh, the mayor of Washington Township, Barbara Wallace, amen. Uh, and um, my, my mayor has not arrived yet. I'll call him tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but um, Michael Gavinelli, who's a great, great asset and has been an asset to our church and ministry, I'm going to ask that those mayors would come up and just make brief remarks. Come on, I, I, I got to have you up. Uh, mayor Minor, Mayor Wallace of Washington, and Deputy Mayor, and Deputy Mayor of Winslow Township. Come on, come on. This is the Mayor of Washington Township. Amen. Good morning, to God be the glory. Amen. To Pastor Gordon, to members of this congregation, to our esteemed senator, to Ms. Bishop, to all of the honorees here, guests from Atlantic City, Philadelphia, to everyone, thank you for inviting me and for showing 
appreciation for public servants, for military, for EMS, for all of our servants who are at your disposal each day. We answer your call. Being from a neighboring town, certainly I know that I have a lot of friends in this audience, in this congregation. I know that you are supportive of all of us, and we appreciate that. I really certainly give glory to the Lord and feel very blessed to be in your company this morning. Beautiful music, beautiful service. And Pastor Gordon, I certainly admire, appreciate, and respect all of the work that you have done for all of these citizens, opening your heart, your home, this beautiful, beautiful property here to service our citizens. Thank you. God bless you all. Good morning, everyone. From Winslow Township, I see a lot of Winslow faces in the congregation. My neighbor sits there. Uh, on behalf of all of us elected officials, we thank you for your support. We thank Reverend Gordon for having this wonderful, wonderful day. It has really been a touching morning, and I'm sure it has been for all of us gathered here. And I just wish this church continued success because I hear of all the great, wonderful things that happen over here at St. Matthew's. Uh, Rep. Pastor Gordon, you need to know that your members do talk, and they are constantly in my ear letting me know what's going on over here. So our community in Winslow does appreciate Winslow. Uh, St. Matthew's, thank you. Good morning, all. Thank you so much for, first of all, allowing me as mayor of Logan Township to be embraced and to be welcomed here in this church this morning. Uh, it is very difficult to come behind the great speech that Senator Madden made, and I'm certainly not going to try to duplicate that, but I want to say, number one, that Reverend Gordon certainly has done a tremendous job, and I want to echo those sentiments that Senator Madden said. This is a wonderful, wonderful church. For the several times that I have been here, I felt nothing but love out of this church, the love, the, the fellowship, and I will leave here today re-energized and just, just with a sense of, of purpose to know that there are so many people in this church and in this community, in this state, that have the love of God like I do. I was raised in a church. I understand what the church means. Any accomplishments that we make in life all belong to the Lord. And not one minute in our lives that we should ever forget that. From cradle to grave, we must always remember that whatever station in life that we arrive, arrive in, that it all is because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you.
And I told Reverend Gordon, don't he ever put me in front of a microphone again. Never put a politician in front of a microphone. Church, amen. My, 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 my. Amen, amen, amen. I, uh, uh, I am just grateful, thankful, and I'm going to... Uh, um, Cap Captain McQuinn, would you like to make remarks on behalf of, um, amen, Monroe Township Police Department? The, the, these are our buddies. Amen. I'd just like to say thank you to the church, to the congregation. There's so much negativity that goes on in the world. And without your support, our community wouldn't be what it is. The lives of the young people that we see out there that are struggling, looking for direction, congregations like this, through your support, through the Lord's support, bring our community together and help give those young people direction. Much rather be here on a day like today that's very beautiful to see all the smiling faces, to interact with the good people, with the young people of our future, and to know that because of works like this, we're not going to see them in our department. We're, we're in, a, in a negative sense. We want to see them here. Thank you very much. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, Thank you for your patience. I have one last but not least. Let me, um, let me say that uh, I grew up in the 50s and 60s in South Philadelphia. And um, when I used to go up my grandmother's house, my grandmother was very, very religious. She loved the Lord. She lived the life. Every morning at both my mother's house and my grandmother's house, I would hear this voice. It was a voice of righteousness and a voice of reason and a voice of respect. One of the greatest impacts to the tri-state area, particularly the Philadelphia community, was a lady who influenced so many people. For Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm standing here thinking back because her words, her music, her statements knitted together hearts under the umbrella of Christianity. She is a powerful witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And now that I'm 35, 
I want to congratulate, applaud, and we're going to bring her up. Amen. The remarkable lady of WDAS, Dr. Louise Williams Bishop. charge, a charge to keep I have, a God to glorify. Service is the price I pay for the space that he has allowed me to occupy. God bless you, Pastor Gordon, and to all of you who are in the field of service, our spirits our hearts are intertwined. It takes a calling to be in a service, no matter what phase you occupy. You must be anointed and called by God to be even a good officer. Whatever the service is, you just didn't up and decide you were going to do it. It was already ordained from the foundation of the world. I am grateful to Pastor Gordon for the vision he has to recognize the great service that each name has been called has done because it is these kind of recognitions that inspires us to go forth and do even greater work. It's all of us working in God's world together that balances it and helps it to be a better place. So as you go home today, those who have been recognized, whose names have been called, I know, because it happens to me, it will happen to you too. You will be revved up and charged up and fired up to do even a greater service because you recognize how great the need is. This is a Memorial Day for me. I remember it for a long time. I've served in the House of Representatives in Pennsylvania for some 24 years, I've just won re-election in a bit of a tough fight. But I, I have served as a voice and a calming of the tri-state area for some 50 years. I thank God for it. And so, Pastor Gordon is the preacher this morning. So I'm going to close with just this, this little statement. And I want you to take it with you wherever you go. There was a storm that hit a plane one day, and a little boy was on this plane. 
And as he sat there looking out the window, it seems that the captain's voice came over and said, buckle your seats, everybody. We have hit a storm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain this ship, but I'm trying hard. And everyone jumped up and they began to worry and they began to try to talk and to holler and to scream. And the little boy never moved. He kept looking out the window. And the man sitting next to him says, little boy, did you not hear what the captain said? You may never see your mother or your father again. Aren't you concerned? Aren't you concerned that you may not live in a longer than another minute or two? And the little boy turned around and he looked him dead in the eye. He said, my father is the captain on this plane. And he knows, he knows that his child is on board. So I say in closing, storm clouds may rise and strong winds may blow, but we got a captain on board our plane. Keep on, keep it on. told her not to preach <laughs> to Reverend Dr. Louise Williams Bishop, a great woman of God who serves Christ in community. We love and honor you and your legacy. Presented this 20th day of May 2012, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Senior Pastor, St. Matthew's Baptist Church, Williamstown, New Jersey. Let's give her a round of applause. Come on. God bless you. Church say amen. Church say amen again. Hallelujah. Uh, let me, we're, we're going to move as expeditiously as possible. I want to thank you for your patience, but when you go home, you need to open up the book of Joshua. Listen, listen to pastor. When they were crossing the Jordan River, which had overflowed, and Joshua was wondering, how in the world am I going to lead two and a half million people across a swelling river? And God told Joshua, call the Levites who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Let them go first, and when their feet hit the water, the waters will recede. Do I have a witness? And whenever we approach floods in our lives, we got to make sure that God is up front. Can I get a witness? And listen, and as they were crossing the Jordan, God told Joshua, wait a minute. 
I want you to put down in this river seven stones as landmarks of where I bought you from. The problem in our communities today, there are no more landmarks. We need landmarks of where our grandmothers came from and landmarks of where our great-grandmothers came from. There's no more legacies, no models. Can I get a witness? And if these young people are going to turn their lives around, they need models and they need landmarks. Can I get a witness? Our landmark is faith in Christ. Can I get a witness? We need to leave faith deposited in the lives of people. It was good for our grandmothers, it was good for our mothers, and it's good for us. Can I get a witness? Let's give the Lord a round of applause for all of our dignitaries. Praise God. Let me say to our law enforcement people who I value very, very highly that the Bible, which is the authority of God, not man's opinion, but the Bible, calls law enforcement and military people ministers. And God, through the Apostle Paul, said that everyone ought to submit to the authorities. Do I have a witness? And, and Paul explains why we ought to be submitted to authorities. Because all authority comes from God. And every power that's ordained on earth is from God. So Paul could say in Hebrews... Obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for your souls. That both the ministers in Romans 13, the magistrates, the law enforcement people, the state troopers, the police, the, the, the FBI, the CIA, all of those authorities were placed by God in this country. Yeah. Under the Noahic covenant of Genesis 9, Noah, God established government. Government is from God. It is there to preserve and protect. I traveled around the world seven years in the military, and other countries don't have 911. Other countries don't have police fire departments, things of that nature. You need to understand that we are privileged and we are blessed. And these people put their lives on the line every day and we ought to applaud them. Come on. We ought to applaud them and we applaud all of our public servants and all of our state troopers and all of our FBI agents. We applaud you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. Church, say amen. amen. Now it's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. Where are we?
All right, this is what the Air Force has to put up with when the Army's trying to help them. <laughs> and I love it. Listen, it's offering time. Whoever has not spoken will not speak. It's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. We're taking up one offering, our tithes, and $15 more to his ministry. If you have knockout debt, ask for a gold envelope. What is a tithe? It's a tenth. If you make $300 a week, God's asking for the first $30. $200 a week, he's asking for the first $20. He said, try me, test me, and see if I won't pull out the windows of heaven. Abraham gave Melchizedek before law a tenth. David gave a tenth. Paul, Peter, John gave a tenth. It is a percentage based on what you do have, not what you don't have. Can I get a witness? So if you only have $10, God's just asking you to donate a dollar. Can I get a witness? Are, are, are y'all with me this morning? If, if you miss the Sunday, uh, double your pleasure, double your fun, make it up. The Lord will bless you. Can I get a witness? I'm in the pastoral mode now. Can I get a witness? Amen. And so we're going to call the ushers and deacons do this as quickly as possible. Our great choir will sing, and then we'll come back and have the word. Church, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Pull, pull. After we take up the offering, I'm going to call you because we got to do that. All right? Yeah, I'm just going to call him. I'm going to call him.
and Cornupin and Dr. Bruce Bettner. These were three Marines who served in Vietnam combat. Let's get a Lord of hand clap. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Three, three Marines who served in Vietnam and have distinguished themselves in warfare. And Reverend Luther Jackson served in Vietnam. He has Army, hold it, Arm, Army Rangers and Parachuper, and he chased monkeys. Come on, come on, come on up here. Let's, let's, I, I, I think it's only right. Let's, uh, William Gray, real quickly, and Tom, real quickly, and Bruce, real quick, real, real, real quickly, because you guys, man, you guys are the bomb. Come on, come on, man. First, give an honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank him for this day and for the opportunity um, to serve, not only um, in the service in the military, but here at St. Matthew's. Um, today is special for me, um, and I'll, I'll just make it quick. Um, I had a, a real good partner friend of mine, Philadelphia, um, went to Nam. Um, he had a daughter that was born three months before we left. And um, he asked me, when we get back, man, um, gonna be the godfather? And without a doubt, sure. Uh, May 20th, 1967, um, machine gun took him out. Um, um, I couldn't leave the nom to come home, but um, before we went, I knew his mom, grandmom, all that. Um, to sum it up, um, his daughter's birthday is next month, and she'll be 45 years old. Um, we're constant touch. She has two sons, um, but today is special because, um, as we know, um, he didn't have to do it, but he did. It could have been me. So with that, um, it gives me um, the energy to run now today for him because I made a promise to the Lord. If I get up out of here, I will serve you. So I thank him for that. Praise the Lord. Well, this was unexpected. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, yeah, I'm Deacon Tom Carroll, and I want to thank the Lord, uh, my pastor, giving on to my pastor, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and all dignitaries here. Frank Miner, my friend. <laughs> we did a lot of Obama stuff together. Um, one of the things that uh, I was in the very first group that went to Vietnam, March 8, 1965, I was on Chalk 6. When you see the historical stuff, I was on that deep stuff at that time. But um, I said, if I ever get out of here, <laughs> if I ever get out of here, I'm not a lot of, like a lot of guys who served in the Marine Corps for 30 years. I said, I'm never coming back <laughs> in the jungle again. <laughs> so, but I thank it, Lord, because there's a lot of things that happened, and I know why they happened, because here I am today, a deacon in the church, when I should have been still in Vietnam in the ground because I had a lot of close calls, which we don't talk about much. But I thank and praise the Lord for the pastor even honoring us, and I really appreciate it. And we do have a veterans ministry here that we would like everybody to be involved in. That's veterans. See us June 2nd on Saturday.
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. I do give honor to God and to our pastor for his vision of uh, recognizing the uh, law enforcement, the military, all the servants in our community. I'm grateful to God for his hand of favor on my life, uh, being in the 9th Marines and living through 67, 68 in Vietnam and coming home. A little crazy, but God still loved me. And, uh, I'm grateful to Pastor for just this recognition. We love our country. You know, we are old warriors. We love our country. We love what's happening in our communities. And I, I believe that our youth can have this seed planted in them. And that's Pastor's vision, and I fully support it. So grateful again for this day. We honor you, men of service. God bless you and keep you. Giving all honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now my name is Reverend Luther Jackson. Before I was Private Luther Jackson, I served in the 101st Airborne Division, 66, 67. I was in uh, Fang Rang, Play Q, Docto, Contum, and, and Ashaw Valley. I left with nothing. I came back with nothing. Now I have Jesus Christ. And that tremendous. Uh, Thank you guys, we love you. And if you wanna if you wanna know what Reverend Jackson was just saying, that's the name of a Chinese store. I'm on a kid. Amen. Bring the offering. Let's stand, please. Church is good. Church say amen. We love them. We love them. We love them. Offertory, all things come with thee, O Lord. Church, amen. Hold the choir. Mike Poole is in charge of our discipleship, and we have people that have completed their requirement. Come on, Mike. Thank praise, you. Praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, St. Matthews. Up on the board, you see a list of names of individuals who have completed our 100, 200, 300 series of discipleship. We would ask that you would please come forward um, so we can celebrate your accomplishment of completing your 100, 200, 300 series. So please, all those names up on the board, please come forward. As they come forward, let's give a round of applause. Let's praise the Lord for these new members into St. Matthew's. Come on, we can praise the Lord a little bit better than that.
praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. On behalf of St. Matthew's Baptist Church and on our pastor, uh, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, we want to first of all congratulate you. We want to thank you for your commitment, and we want to extend to you full-fledged membership into St. Matthew's Baptist Church. We have certificates for you afterwards in your 305 interview, but we want to thank you for all that you've done and your commitment in making St. Matthew's your home. Congratulations. Thank you. Let's give the Lord one more round of applause for these individuals. You may be seated, and again, we will have certificates for you afterwards.
Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It is by you that we live, move, and have our being. We did not come this far by luck, coincidence, or chance. There was a power behind the scenes moving motivating, creating, and it's called grace. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blessings upon us. Thank you for our great dignitaries. Thank you for our honorees. Thank you for what our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. And now, Lord, meet us in your word. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Hallelujah. There are certain songs I'm wiping tears. I don't wipe tears every time somebody sings. Certain songs. And when I look back, I, I wonder how I got over through many dangers, toils, and snares. You know, if you think about it, most of us should be dead. But God, who's rich, he's rich in mercy. Thank you, Lord. Just want to thank everybody, our choir, our ushers, our members, our dignitaries. I want to thank you for Wednesday night, all of you that went with me to preach in Philly. And I want to thank you. It's Friday night. I was at a, our marriage. Um, what was it? Retreat. And uh, in, in Ocean City, had a great time in the Lord. Amen. Thank Reverend Tunstall and Deacon Sherman Hopkins. They did an excellent, excellent job. Amen. And uh, just want to thank everyone. This morning, without any further ado, I'm, 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 I'll be in Philippians, Book of Philippians. Amen. Book of Philippians, one of my favorite epistles. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, and, and, and I want to pick up verse 11 just for a few moments. Philippians 4, 11, and it reads as follows, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm, I'm in, or I am, therewith to be content. Paul says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have 
learned by God. That whatever state I'm in, and it coincides with the, the hymn, whatever my lot is, thou hast taught me to say it is well with my soul. I want to talk around a subject matured by my mishaps. Matured by my mishaps. God the Holy Spirit teaches us after we're saved, how to live between the lines of hindrance and happiness. Too many people are searching for a fleeting moment. And happiness is overrated. People say, I want to be happy. Well, what does that mean? No certain person can make you happy. And I know most of you cannot attest with my next statement. No amount of money can make you happy. Doesn't matter how large your house is, doesn't matter what your income is, doesn't matter what you're driving, that cannot make you happy. In fact, the Bible says that life is full of trouble and it's short. That, 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 that when we begin to really home in on this matter of living between the lines, living a balanced life, living in, whether it's poverty or prosperity, struggle or strength, God teaches us the value of the balanced life. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, you and I better hurry up and learn how to be content with what we have and stop reaching for that imaginary monster called prosperity. You know what the, 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 the problem is that most of our parents and grandparents were either poor or medium in their wages, and this entire generation, everybody wants to be rich. But nobody has any peace. And what Paul the Apostle is doing in this text, and I, I want to hasten along for the sake of time, Paul brings out three major assertions throughout Philippians, and, and if you've been here, you've heard these assertions. One is, remember the providence of God. 
in the Latin pro video that pro is before, video is something that can be seen. God saw your life before the foundation of the world. God, God, God planned your life. God purposely, don't miss this, God purposely, yeah, created all of the conditions of your life Amen. And, and he knew that the end product would be to his glory. Can I get a witness? Some, some of us, some of us, God, God chose your ethnicity. God chose your community. God chose your family. He chose your mother and father. He chose your education. He, he chose, amen, everything relative to your life. And, and, and if you don't believe that, just read the Bible because God let Joseph know I was in this thing from the beginning. Can I get a witness? Moses was put in the river, amen, and floating down the Nile. Now let me show you the specificity of God. Here is an edict that goes out that says all male children two years and under in Egypt will be killed. Remember that? And Jacobeg and Aram, Moses' mother and father, took the child and put him in a, 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 amen, a basket, so to speak, and just pushed him up the river. Well, who do you think guided that basket up the river? And, 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 and the basket was going down the river, and just at the right time when the basket, amen, got to the palace, God let Pharaoh's daughter, who could not have children, step out of the palace and saw a basket and retrieved the basket. Now watch this. And brought the basket in and told Moses' sister, Miriam, who worked for Pharaoh's wife, take care of the baby. Only God can do something like that. Only, 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 only God can take your yesterdays and, and re, re, reshape them, transform them into tomorrows. Are you praying with me? And, and, and child of God, what, what, what is happening in this assertion of providence is that, no, God is not responsible for every little thing that happens in our lives, but God's got the big picture. You know, Joseph said to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. There are things in your life that God's hand is on. That's why you're still here. There's, 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 there's situations you came out of because there was, amen, somebody behind the scenes. Can I get a witness? And, and, and they were working, amen, they were working when you couldn't work. They were doing when you couldn't do. So it's the providence of God, hallelujah, that's interwoven into the text. And then secondly, there's the power of God. Because the power of God makes things happen that you and I cannot make happen. And then third, there's the promises of God that meets the power of God, that okays the providence of God, that brings about blessings. And what Paul begins to do in this text is one of the greatest lessons that we can learn is to have an attitude of adjustment. I spoke for our church at the marriage retreat and I was telling married couples, young and old, I said, when you get married, you got to first pay attention to detail. Yeah. Whole lot of attention. 
uh, your mate should not have to suffer for a lack of attention. Study your mate. My God. Not only attention, but I, I start talking about amen, these other A's of adjustment. Can I get a witness? We, we got to make adjustments in our relationships. Isn't that right? We got to, it's kind of quiet in here. We got, <laughs> after you find out who you're married to and just how much help they need, then you got to start making adjustments to compensate, amen, for what's missing. And, 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 and we, we, we need to understand that uh, God wants us to be true to the cause. Don't, don't be like the rich man who died before he died. He was real rich. He told three of his professional friends, he said, listen, I want you to do this. I believe in reincarnation. I believe I'm coming back. And I'm going to give all three of you $500,000. And when I die, put it in the casket. And his three friends, you know, a, a, a lawyer, a doctor, and, and a CEO of a corporation said, okay, we got it, man, we got it. So he died. And the three friends showed up, and the doctor said, well, here's my $500,000. And he put the money in the casket. And then the CEO, the corporation said, here's my $500,000. He put his money in the casket. And he looked at the lawyer, and he said, what about you? He said, I wrote a check out for the whole thing. <laughs> no offense, lawyers. But 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 we 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 need to understand that amen when we find people who are inflexible, they're really weak. They can't make that change. They can they can't cross over. Amen. And and when those of us who have been exposed to plight and fight. Yeah, plight and fight, problems and pitfalls, fractures and failures, we are better able to be fulfilled than others. That when there's no flexibility, that, that, that when there's no, when you haven't been hurt and humbled, when you haven't been low and in a learning stage, it's difficult to make that jump. That serenity prayer is powerful. Lord, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change what I can and the wisdom to know the difference. When we understand that even the oyster makes a pearl, listen, by taking an irritation and covering it with his whole being. That when a grain of sand gets into that oyster's uh, opening and, and it comes in, he's trying to spit it out in the process of spitting out, he, over time, that oyster is making a pearl. And, 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 and if life, and life will, if life serves you up a lemonade, a lemon, make lemonade. Don't become a victim to your circumstances. Rather, become a victor 
in your circumstances. Can I get a witness? We should never use words like, I cannot, amen, I cannot do, I, I don't know what to do. We have to have the mindset of flexibility and believe and trust in the power of Jesus Christ to get it done at any cost. And we, we live defeated lives when we keep pouting and making excuses. I want to suggest that Paul here finds a peace in Jesus Christ. Paul was a Pharisee, rejected by his countrymen. That means he was a lawyer. Paul was obviously married because you, you had to be married to be a Pharisee. You hear nothing of his family, nothing of his children, if he had any. He is, he's been beaten 40 times, saved one, shipwrecked several times, and on his way to get his head cut off. And Paul has the audacity to talk about the peace of God. I'm looking at this text, which is loaded how do we live peaceful contentment above our circumstances? How do we keep peace within us? I'm not talking about that which is without. I'm talking about within us. How do we, how do we go through storms and remain calm? How do we go through a severe sickness and trust the Lord? How do we live lives of a sedative medicine when our children are suffering? I heard Dr. Howard Hendricks years ago, one of the few preachers that made me sit in this pulpit and cry. 89, 90 years old, Dr. Hendricks is one of the leading theologians in all the world known throughout this country. Little, short, old man walked up to this mic and said, and I'll never forget it. He said, his mouth was twisted. He said, I had a stroke. I have diabetes and I have cancer. My heart is weak. I can barely walk. I've lost my sight in one eye. And I found my 50-year-old daughter dead on her apartment floor. And through it all, Jesus is good. If his joy was predicated on circumstances. And you know, I, I learned in a pastor years ago, probably 1988, 89, I... I visited one of our members who was in her last stage of cancer. The doctors gave her like four hours to live. And I, I, I was going through some problems in my own life. I got up to the hospital and I tried to put on this fake smile. And I was struggling. I went in a room and she's sitting there with tubes all in her. And she looked up and said, Pastor, isn't it a joy to know Jesus? Do you know, I didn't minister to her. She ministered to me. 
She's on her way out. I'm still here and I'm miserable. And you may have come to church and said, you know, I, and there's some people just full of negativity. And, and, you know, that's the way you are. And we try to accept it. It's hard. <laughs> Good morning, sister, sister, sister. What's God about? It's cold outside. Like, always something to complain about. My stomach is hurting this morning. Well, somebody doesn't have a stomach. My legs have arthritis. Somebody doesn't have legs. I got asthma. Somebody can't breathe. Are you praying with me? Somebody would love to be in all of your places this morning. And they would thank the Lord for life. And it's here in this text. Real quickly, Paul says four things about peace. (sighs) There's a peace when I applause God's worth. Look at verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Now let 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 me stop right there. You and I better learn to give credit Give praise, give honor, give adoration to Jesus. You you know, before you start your pouting and your big grocery lists, when your eyes wake up in the morning, you need to sit there and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because the Bible says it's by him that you live, move, and have your being are you praying with me? He, 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 that, that is, he's praising the name of Jesus with the fruit of his lips. And your attitude determines your attitude. Yes, it does. No, 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 notice in this verse, he's not complaining, he's complying. Notice. In this verse, he's given applause in spite of his negative circumstances. Well, what negative circumstances? I'm glad you asked. Paul's in jail. It is a prison epistle. He's in jail for the testimony of Jesus Christ. See, one of the problems today, and the rapture will take place, and then what I'm about to say is going to happen all over the place. Your faith is going to cost you something. See, your faith doesn't cost you anything. That's part of the reason the church is going bankrupt. It doesn't cost you anything. In the first century, those Christians were thrown to lions under Nero, the emperor of Rome. He was so sick, he, he took Christians and said, you didn't light in the world? Good. We'll hang you up and light you up like a candle. We'll throw you in front of hungry lions that have been starved. And here's the miraculous. Those Christians in the Colosseum of Rome were walking towards the lion saying, thank you, Jesus. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And until your faith costs you something, it's not a genuine faith. Because faith without works is dead. If I say I believe, then I believe all the way. 
I can't just believe when it's convenient. I can't be a quiet Christian. I can't serve when it's amen. When I feel like serving, I'm either in or I'm out. Are you praying with me? And Paul, Paul is saying, and, and, and this word contentment comes from the New Testament Greek, archeo, which means to be sufficient, to be sufficient of strength, to have enough to do a thing, to be satisfied. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. I will never take credit for what's been done in St. Matthews. And if you know me, the minute you start saying, oh, Pastor Jesus, because it was him. Are you praying with me? Why? Because it was him. He said, well, he used you. It was him. It was him who called me out of nothing. Who snatched me out of hell. Are you praying with me? Who put me on a street called straight. Who, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who took control of my life. It's him. And, and Paul, Paul says, Paul says, there's a peace when I applause his worth. His worth. For those of you that work on jobs and people playing office politics coming after you and amen, secretly behind your back trying to stab you and take your position, don't worry about it. I dare you. I double dare you. I triple dare you. Now, you may not be able to witness on your job, but I dare you, when somebody starts asking for it, just say, just, just drop this one word. When you're near the coffee pot, just say, Jesus. That's all you got to do. Because see, once you drop his name, the Lord pushes you out the way. You ain't praying with me. Now the fight is between him and them. Do I have a witness? That's why, that's where Nebuchadnezzar messed up. Nebuchadnezzar was a bad boy. Nebuchadnezzar controlled Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar sold Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, said, if you don't fall down, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. He was doing good until he said, and who is? That God that will save you out of my hand. And Yahweh said, okay, guys, move on to the side. This is not your battle. It's my battle. When you lift up the name of Jesus, it's his battle. When you applause his wealth, it's his battle. And he will not lose. No weapon. That's formed against you shall prosper. I dare you to use the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, how sweet the name. Jesus. Every day the same. Jesus. Let the world proclaim. Jesus. This lady gave a testimony one day, and it's, it's, it's not anything to really talk about. It's, it's a tragedy. She had an abusive husband who beat on her. She was a very religious woman, went to church, served the Lord, came home one night and they got into a big thing and he started beating on her, boom, boom, and hitting her, blood flying everywhere. And she, every time he hit her, she said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the next time he lifted his hand, he fell. Massive heart attack, dead. You, you cannot play 
with God's people. Because the Bible says, touch not my anointed ones. Can I get a witness? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's peace when I applause God's words. But secondly, there's a peace when I accept God's will. Look at verse 11 real quick. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in therewith to be what? Content. Acceptance is always a sedative in the midst of struggle. No, no, notice here in the 11th verse, Paul will not allow his desires to affect his dedication. Are you with me? He says, for I have what? Learn. Life is a learning situation. I have learned, and the learning liberates us from our liabilities. Whatever state I'm in, regardless of my need, regardless, amen, of my wants, regardless of my weaknesses, Paul, Paul, Paul is saying that our tough times prepares us, amen, for new challenges. In tribulation, Romans 5 brings perseverance, patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. There's a long line of things that God is doing as he allows tough times in our lives. Let me, let me, let me say this to you. Don't forget this. The greatest lessons you and I learned in life were in tough times. The greatest teachers we had in school were the tough teachers. The greatest coaches we had in sports were the tough coaches. Are y'all with me tonight? That, that, that is, child of God, Paul is saying, amen, that we must accept the will of God. Whatever's coming your way, whatever's in your life today, just instead of fighting it, accept it. I didn't tell you to love it. I said accept it by faith. Lord, this is where I am. This is where you allow, what you allow. This is where you put me and I accept it because I know all things are going to work out together for the good. I know you are too wise to make a mistake. Can I get a witness? There's some things in, life, in, in, in our lives we had to accept. I remember growing up in the 50s and the 60s, uh, Dr. Williams, Dr. Louise Williams Bishop, growing up, we had one black phone. You had to, you had to do this and they go, Brrr. and nobody used it. My parents ran everything. I'm going back now. I don't remember my parents getting around the dinner table saying, okay, children, what is your opinion about where we... We ain't had no opinions. A child was seen and not heard. I'm pulling this thing up. Can I get a witness? Uh, we, we never talked about taking vacations together. Nobody had no money. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. That child of God, I remember 
that wretched schedule. My parents was my TV guide. On Saturday morning was Heckle and Jekyll. Saturday afternoon, Sky King, Bat Masterson. Four o'clock Saturday, Highway Patrol. Can I get a witness? The Lone Ranger, Roy Rogers. Saturday night, Gunsmoke. Lawrence Walk with all the bubbles. The Bubble Man. Jackie Gleason. Sunday night, Ed Sullivan. Can I get a witness? Well, what about Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night? Nothing. Nobody watched television because you had school. Can I get a witness? They didn't play that. I'm preaching up in this place. You remember them tough days? Ice trays that were metal and you had to wear them. And And I know I'm getting old because I remember in South Philly when the milk truck came through the street, the ice truck came through the street, the fruit truck came through the street, the fish truck came through the street. You just waited on the trucks. What a time. They ran everything. They made every decision. If you didn't like what they put on the table, here's what my mother said, you ain't hungry. Can I get a witness? If you get hungry enough, you'll eat it. There weren't no McDonald's or Geno's. Or, it wasn't no pizza places. It, it, it was. And, and see, we learned, amen, to appreciate the bologna sandwiches. And when you ran out of bologna, it was a mayonnaise sandwich. It was a mustard sandwich. It was a banana sandwich. It was a sugar sandwich. Whatever you could put on the inside is what you ate. So now that I'm able to eat steak and salmon, I appreciate that. But I didn't start there. I came from bologna and spam and processed cheese. And I'm preaching up in this place. Because that made me appreciate what I'm able to get today. Mmm. Mmm. Paul says not that I speak in respect of want because I've learned. You got to go through something to learn. And, and, and those of you that went through the depression, I really feel sorry for you. 1929, folk jumping off of bridges. Can I get a witness? We had to make it. We had to make it. Thank God for the life lessons I have learned. You talking about rules. I grew up under rules. See, that's why, by the grace of God, that's why I'm so disciplined as pastor. Because I grew up under rules. When I got in the military, that man started cussing at me. I said, is this the best he can do? Is this, is this it? Is, is, is this all? Is this it? I've seen this picture before. <laughs> 
I, I remember in basic training, I was telling him this morning, basic training, here I am, right out of high school, South Philadelphia, I was 17, getting Vietnam going, they, 1A, everybody, they drafting people, they said, uh, it's the hottest year of Vietnam, I'm in basic training, I, I fly down that night, I get, I, and, and I'm shuttled to the base, and I look on the base at night, you talking about Fright City, I see thousands of flashlights, like this is at night. I said, what in the world is this? And the, and the TI, we out 4 o'clock in the morning, beds made, canteen, and we all stand at attention. And he, he's got this smoky the bear hat, and he, he would just walk up on you like this and go, and get right on your nose. And you better stand at attention. You bet not smirk. You bet not smile. And I remember him when he said, he says, what's your name, son? Sir, my name is Private Raymond Gordon, sir. And he, and he sit there and look, you're looking at your gig line and everything. And you better not show any type of amen distraction. Look him straight in the eye. And this guy next to me was standing at attention. And T.I., he, he was here. I was next. He walked up to him and he said, son, sir, yes, sir. You better ugly. Ex expletive, expletive, expletive. And your mother must be ugly because you ugly. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what are you laughing at, soldier? Get down! And he, he, he put me on KP and everything. But I see, I had to learn discipline. How to be self-driven. Not to wait on people's feelings to change. Put the vision out there and keep moving. They'll catch up later. Can I get a witness? They, our congregation won't see everything now, but by and by, if God is in this thing, the whole congregation will see it. Can I get a witness? It was discipline. I learned. And my brother, who's a preacher, he's 18 months older than me. He's like Star Trek. He went with nobody would go before. Here we're in the seventh grade, and he decides on a Sunday night, I'll never forget this, to bring this pretty girl from junior high school over our house. Now all we got is a little, send a man, all we got is a little, a living room, about the size of that bench y'all on, <laughs> a dining room and a kitchen downstairs, that's it, six kids. And I'm sitting there, and he comes in with the girl. We all sitting on the floor watching Ed Sullivan. And the girl comes in. My mother said, have a seat, honey. She sat down. She said, hi, because I knew her. I said, how you doing? I said, this boy is out of his mind. <laughs> and then he sits on the couch and goes like this. <clears throat> <clears throat> Kept clearing his throat. <clears throat> like he wants everybody in the family to leave. <laughs> we, we don't have nowhere to go. There's only one TV. So he kept going. So my mother was sitting there and said, uh, you can clear your throat all you want. When Ed Sullivan's over, her behind going home. I said, that's it. That's it. I'll never bring a girl in this house. They had rules. Today, you're letting your son have females in the bedroom supposedly to do homework. They won't let you in. They holler at you if you knock on the door. You can't go through their drawers. My mother went through all my drawers. Wooden drawers and clothes drawers. She, she went through everything. It was her house. 
Home rules. Home curfew. Do I have a witness? There was not going to be no cigarettes or pills or joint or cocaine in my house. They had a right to investigate everything. You're sitting up here feeling guilty because your teenage child is saying, don't you trust me? Here's your answer. No, I don't trust you. Mm. There, there's, a, there's a piece, yeah, now some, some, some of them new parents out there, he's weird. <laughs> I'm talking the 50s and 60s. How many of y'all grew up in the 50s and 60s? Now you know what I'm talking about, right? I got, I got some witnesses out there. Amen. I got some, you know, and we, and we got weapons. Not abuse. Yes, it was. If Dyfus was out in the 50s and 60s, my mom would have been in jail. Yeah, yeah, it's over. And you talking about computers, they had computer minds, man. They had computer minds. They had. When they catch you, see, the sermon started. You're hard-headed. Didn't I tell you so while they beat you, you start talking back. No, I mean, I won't do it no more. I know you won't do it no more. And then as they're beating you and you crying, they had a nerve to say, shut up. When my mother died and went home to be with the Lord, I stood by her side and cried and thanked her for every whooping that I ever received. Let me tell you why. When your parents are not the authority, your child has no respect for this authority. You understand? That's right. You only respect authority when you were brought up under authority. Are y'all praying with me? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me move. He, he says, I've learned to be content that I'm not going to fight my circumstances, but I, I've learned there's a peace when I accept the will of God. Third, there's a peace when I adjust to the wisdom of God. And look what Paul does in the, in the, in the 12th verse. I, I, I know both how to be abased, that's to go low. I know how to abound, that's to go high. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. This is great. This flexibility of, a, of adaptation, the ability to adapt, the ability, amen, uh, abased, tupino in the Greek means to go low and then go high. Paul says, I know how to go low, abased, I know how to go high, abound, hadrates, where we get our word thick, fat, full, grown, Amen. I know how to go both ways without losing perspective. 
I can have nothing and I can have everything. I can have problems and I can have praise. I can be empty and I can be full. It does not interfere with perspective. And, 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 and what, what, what Paul is saying here, real, real, real quickly, I can make the adjustments. My seven years in the military taught me this. Here's the way they talk to you. Suck it up, soldier. Suck it up. We don't want to hear that. Mm. Suck it up. Get your head on straight. Be a man. Make the adjustment. Or we're going to burn your butt. Get the job done. Sir, yes, sir. Discipline. And that's what we lack today. The discipline of getting the job done. One of the most unethical things I've ever done in my life, and it was out of fear, Early on, seventh grade, there's something about the seventh grade, I was, I was playing around, failing, messing up, and my report card came out, and this lady gave me an E, and I, was, I said, oh, I'm going to get killed. So I got, said to Madden, a nice pen, <laughs> and I put two loops on the E, and turned it into a B. And I looked at it and blew it off. I said, that looks good. That'll pass the test. My mother said, where's your report card? I said, she said, you must think I'm going to bounce. I've learned. And whatever state I'm in, you can't do that with an F, only E, to be content. Check it out. This is interesting. I can make it with a lot. I can make it with little. And here's why. Look at verse 13. Because I can do all things. Through Christ. In a continuous tense who keeps on strengthening me. He wants us to live balanced lives. You can't put these big signs on the back of your car. I love Jesus. And go up 42 doing 80 miles an hour. <laughs> when the speed limit is 55. You just can't do that, brethren. Because now you bring a reproach on his name. Take his name off your car. And don't tell him you're a member of St. Matthew's. <laughs> and then we got a nerve when the law enforcement people pull us over. Woo, woo, woo. And, and he coming towards your car. We got a nerd to sit there and go, what's the problem, officer? <laughs> Dan, Dan, stand up. Stand up, stand up, Dan. Stand up. We good, man. Stan's a state trooper, loving, great man of God. Great man of God. Now, about 10 or 15 years ago, I'm coming out of my house. He must have been coming from somewhere. And I, you know, I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't have no contraband in the car. You know, I live a good life. And I see the state trooper car behind me. I ain't paying no mind. I looked in the rearview mirror. I'm driving. So every time I turn, he turned. Every time I turn, he turned. I said, what's, what's up with him? You know, 
I'm doing a speed limit. I uh, got my license. It's not like when I was 15 in South Philly with a hot sticker and no license. No, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm biding by the law. And, 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 and all of a sudden, we get right here in front of the church, and I'm pulling in, and something, whoa, 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 whoa. And he gets on the speaker and says, get out of the car and put your hands up. Pastor of St. Matthew's Baptist Church. I got my hands up. Put your hands against the car and don't turn around. I said, what is going on? <laughs> then Dan said, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I could have killed him. Great, by the way, great. That was great. That was great. That was great. But listen, listen, let me, let me say this to you. My final point is, there's a peace when I approach God's worship. Verse 19, real quick, look what it says. But my God, and this is a promise, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ. If you don't get anything else, the word need is in the singular. Here's what God is saying. All you need is one thing. One need will meet all the other needs of your life. And that one need is to come under the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit. But my God will supply the need for your salvation, sanctification, service, and satisfaction. How do I live a balanced life? Be content with what you have. Stop reaching for more. Stop wishing for more. If it comes, praise the Lord. But stop living for more. Learn to be content. Listen at this last line. If we do not learn to be content in life, we will soon develop a contempt for life. If we don't learn to be content in life, we will soon formulate a contempt for life. Trials will make you bitter or better, depending on how they're received. And when every trial that has permeated my life has been transformed by God into growth, I become better. When I allow my circumstances to dictate negativity to me, I become bitter. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. Listen to this. Paul says right here in this verse, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. What is contentment? It's saying, God, I'm thankful for what I have. And if you choose to bless me with more, thank you. But I don't need more to be happy. Are you getting this? I'm satisfied with you. 
the Lord Jesus Christ. And once you and I are satisfied with our state where we are, there's a peace that passes all understanding. I can go home and relax. I don't have to become flustered and frustrated because I've accepted my lot. Can I get a witness? And people in the church and outside the church are living lives of hell because they can find no inner contentment. And when you die, and you're going to die, and when I die, what will be your legacy? How many people have you helped? How many people have you personally planted fruit in their lives? Guess what? That's all that counts. The songwriter said, if I can just help somebody along life's way, then my living was not in vain. Let's stay on the feet tonight. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here today and you need to be saved, Jesus, Son of God, died for your sins, was buried and rose again. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Is there one? Or you want to join the church for your Christian experience to our bus people? Anybody want to be saved? Will you raise your hand? Anybody? Amen. Want to give your life to Jesus Christ? He's the Son of God. He died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church. Is there any that want to just raise your hand? We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this momentous occasion, our dignitaries, our honorees. Thank you for your lordship. And God, as we submit to local magistrates and authority, God, give us a heart of contentment that you will give us a peace that passes all understanding, that we may be appreciative of what we do have and not go through afflictions for what we don't have. Thank you for Jesus, the author, finish, and sustainer, and now dismiss us with your choices benediction. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Come and greet our dignitaries. Yes, we have meals. Hold it. Our dignitaries, if you wish to stay, we have meals. For our law enforcement, we have collations. And for new members, we have a meal. God bless you. Have a great day. Come and greet our dignitaries. Security, come to the front.